It's the Blue Oak Cafe, a little bit walkish, a whole lot of fun. I'm David Schellenberg along with Rachel Oyster in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Hi, Rachel. Hi, David. We just had daylight saving time, so I don't know what time it is. I actually was going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, right. I don't usually rely on the notifications from my phone, but at 10 minutes before our appointed hour, my phone said, podcast. And I was like, what? Because, yeah, it feels like an hour earlier because yesterday this time it was. It was. <laughs> and, and daylight saving time is one of the things I think is the stupidest things in existence. But nevertheless, one day, hopefully somebody will get rid of it. Well, there's there's a move to do that in the U.S. The, and the bill. Ontario's already passed it. We just... We oh, have the we? Americans. Yeah, we need the Americans to. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna do it if the U.S. does. Yes. But what if anybody goes with my clever idea and splits the difference instead of standardizing either daylight savings or standard? Then Ontario's gonna be stuck. Oh, I'm we'll fine be... with that as long as we do it once and never do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Half an hour later in Newfoundland and Ontario. <laughs> Who's with us today? <laughs> Today, we have with us Annie Grawl, who is co-chair of Democrats Abroad's Wisconsin State Team. Um, hello, Annie. Hi. Happy to be here. What are your thoughts <laughs> on daylight saving time, Annie? I'm a big fan of summertime all year round. Ah. <laughs> That's more of a climate adjustment yeah, than a time adjustment, I think. <laughs> Or location, I suppose. I know, I think that gets into our standard first question very nicely. That's right, yeah. exactly. Yes, um, we always like to know what state you vote out of, where in the world you live, and what took you there and keeps you there. I vote in the great state of Wisconsin. <laughs> I live in Barcelona, Spain, mm. actually in a village about 18 kilometers outside of Barcelona, Spain. Nice. And I came to Barcelona first when I was in college and fell in love with the city and never wanted to leave. But I did go back to Wisconsin to graduate. And then as soon as I graduated, I came back here ostensibly for two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was in 1988. So time moves strangely. (laughs) 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 Yes. And I've been here since, since 1988. I'm now married to somebody from here and raised two kids. uh, One who went back to Wisconsin to go to university. So the ties remain strong. Yes. So was the kid born in Spain? Both of my kids were born here in Barcelona, yes. And went to Wisconsin for university. That must have been... Just just one did. Yeah. 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 But one I just think that must have been a, a shock. Reverse culture shock, sort yeah. of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's since decided to stay in the U.S., but not in Wisconsin. She's in New York City. Ah, interesting. So we have yeah, one American and one Spanish kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something we haven't really dug into in the podcast, the children of the people we talk to. No, that's true. We're all starting families all around the world. And- <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> oh, dear. I know. All those new American voters. <laughs> exactly. So you're here to talk to us today about Wisconsin. You have your hands full on the Wisconsin State team at the moment. We do. We've had a really busy start to the year. We sort of, everybody came out of the last elections thinking, well, now we've got almost two years off, but not in Wisconsin. We hit the ground running in February with the primary, and now we're 
gearing up for the general election on April 4th. Right. And the important seat that's up at the moment is the state Supreme Court seat, as I understand it. Yes, we have a state Supreme Court justice who is retiring. She's a conservative and the balance currently is 5-4 with a conservative majority. But with one of one conservative leaving the, the bench, we're going to have the possibility of flipping it. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And April 4th, you said, is the election? <laughs> April 4th. Wow. So it's coming fast. This is the, the home stretch for you. Yes. It, and really, it feels like the primary just ended because that was February 21st. Yeah. Right. So they're so very that, close together. Does that mean ballots are already out for the election itself? Yeah. Okay. So there's this is a state and uh, local election this year. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to play by the UOCAVA rules of sending out the ballots 45 days in advance. Actually, there were not even 45 days between the primary and the general. Right. So the official ballots will be sent out by Leo's on the 15th this week, two days from now, which is only two weeks and six days before the election. Wisconsin is a mailback state, so that means that you have to fill out your ballot and get it in the mail, and it has to arrive by 8 p.m. on election day. Wow. So that's, that's very tight turnaround time. Especially what we're doing... People. Yeah. Yeah. What we're doing is encouraging people to use the FWAB. Okay. I'm just going to demystify some of the. Um, <laughs> yes, there's a whole bunch <laughs> some of, of our yeah. insider language for people who aren't familiar with it. A Leo is your local election official, and the FWAB is the federal write in absentee ballot, if I have that correct. That's correct. Which is a, a backup option for any voter who has registered to vote and requested their ballot their ballot using the federal form, which is what the votefromabroad.org form will fill out for you. And that way you can get the form, download it through the internet and right away and be able to fill that out and put that in the mail? Yes. If you use the FWAB, the the write-in ballot, you actually go to a government website, which is www.fvap.gov. And on that website, you can find the absentee ballot. It's just a a blank form, which you write in the name of the candidate and the position that they're running for. And then you print that up together with a cover sheet, which in Wisconsin requires that it be witnessed by an adult. They don't have to be a U.S. citizen, but they have to be an adult. And then you follow the instructions, which we have on our website for putting it in the envelope in the right order and the right configuration and then you mail it back by postal mail so it's on the democratsabroad.org website that the instructions are yes yeah the information is kind of in in different places but the form itself is on fvap.gov right and then on democratsabroad.org wisconsin 2023 Mm -hmm. that's where all of the information is including the the instructions to to put it all in the envelopes and stuff. So of all the candidates oh. running for Supreme Court, who who do you suggest people should, <laughs> should vote for? Okay, so this is a um, officially a nonpartisan election. The, the Supreme Court elections in Wisconsin are, are nonpartisan. In the primary, there were two liberal candidates and two conservative candidates. And the, the winners of the primary were one liberal, Janet Protasewicz, 
and one conservative, Dan Kelly. And of course, we are backing Janet Protasewicz 110 percent. One hundred ten. Yeah, we should talk yes. about. <laughs> I'm not just backing her, but we really, 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 really need really her. Want her to win. <laughs> well, yeah, and I can tell you some reasons why, if you want. Absolutely, I'll just mention before we go further for long. Um, those who have not been listening to the pod as long as others may have, that um, in April of 2019, we interviewed Wisconsin State Supreme Court Justice Jill Karofsky right after she won election to the Wisconsin State Supreme Court. So if, if people want a little background on that, and, and it was a wonderful triumphal story of her election, um, that's one way to bone up, but that doesn't, that was then, that was 2019. So what's going on in 2023 that makes this such an important election? So, um, if you know if anything about Wisconsin politics, last year, Governor Evers was the only Democratic governor who was reelected in the in the off election year, the midyear midterm election year. Mm-hmm. And so he's a very popular governor. He was reelected with about fifty two percent of the vote, I believe, fifty one and some. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very divided state. But it's also a very gerrymandered state. So the legislature does not reflect that 50-50 split at all. The maps have been drawn such that the legislature is very within a hair's breadth of a uh, veto-proof majority for the Republicans. Mm. And there's actually a special election also on April 4th in District 8 to elect a state senator. And if the Republican wins that one, they will have a veto-proof majority in the upper chamber of the legislature. Right. So in a state that is so closely divided, they're just at loggerheads all the time. And the Supreme Court ends up making a lot of decisions that would otherwise be made, you know, in the legislature. Mm. So that's why it's really important at this point to have a, a liberal justice joining the bench because there are issues that are going to come up in the next, well, it's a 10-year term. So, I mean, a lot of things could come up over 10 years. But I think that the fact that she's willing, she has expressed willingness, if the rest of the Supreme Court wants to do it, to look at those maps again, because they're very unfair. Yeah. That was my and next question, yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, and that's something that could af- affect the outcome of the 2024 presidential election. For sure. So... The gerrymandered what? maps are are always helping the Republican candidates at all levels, right? Depending on the state, there. Well, no, in the state of Wisconsin. In I mean, Wisconsin, yeah. right? Yes, of yes, course. Right. <laughs> I heard it as we know who drew those maps. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other issues do we expect to come forward in the near term? Well, another interesting thing in Wisconsin is the abortion. Um, Situa- the situation for women who want to mm-hmm. to make their own decisions about their own bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. When Roe v. Wade was was struck down, and a, a law from the late 1800s came back into effect in Wisconsin. Oh, God. <laughs> so really? women in Wisconsin now, yes, have an abortion law that was made before women even had the right to vote in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, my God. That's wow. fascinating. Wow. 
Yeah, not if you're a woman who's no, no. seeking seeking healthcare. <laughs> Fascinating in a in a bad sort of way. I just it's it's interesting that it would revert to an old law like that. Yeah, it was on deck and ready to be put back into effect when and if uh, wow. the Roe v. Wade was ever struck down. So they were they were uh, ready. The Republicans were ready for this. Wow. I mean, if you think about this, I, I'm kind of stunned by it too. I'm thinking about the state of medicine in the late 1800s. I mean, what could a, a law from that long ago regarding, a, you know, a health issue <laughs> know about what in 2023 is possible? Yeah. What, so, what does the law? What does the law say now? There are very few exceptions. Um, it's. I mean, in many states, they say that there are exceptions for rape or the health of the mother or the health of the fetus. But in reality, there are doctors are not willing to take the chance. And I actually just read a, an article that was published by our Senator Tammy Baldwin uh, explaining a few cases of women in the state of Wisconsin who either had very scary medical situations. One woman was in went into sepsis yes. because the doctors would not give her the health care that she needed because they were just afraid for their legal you know, standing mm -hmm. in the state. So yeah, I've read about several cases of that throughout the, the, the red states that are making it harder and harder, where the doctors are telling the women, I'm sorry, I can't help you until you go into sepsis, then right. your life is in danger, and, and then we can do something. But that's just right. appalling and inexcusable. And it's not a situation in which you can travel to another state and look for the, you oh, know, healthcare. I mean, no, <laughs> if no. you're in the ICU. Right. Oh, waiting to go into some horrible shock, yeah. shock condition. Oh, God. All right. Let's get off that yeah, one. Okay. <laughs> These are important issues, though. This yeah, is yeah, really why we're, yeah. we are stressing the importance of voting in this election. Absolutely. Are, are there any other important issues that we should know about? Yeah, there are, I mean, there are a lot of issues that affect women and affect labor laws in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is one of those infamous right to work states right. where um, union, union protections have been really restricted, starting with the teachers union. So uh, it will be interesting to have somebody in the Supreme Court who's, who's got labor on her, you know, understands labor issues. Mm. Priority um, uh, for somebody who prioritizes labor. Exactly. Right. And what about voting rights? Voting rights are are an issue for people. People who live overseas, for example, can vote in Wisconsin if they declare that they intend to return. And so this is something that actually in the Wisconsin State Group, we're hoping to work with the Wisdoms and with Governor Evers to to get that situation improved. I know that in the state of New Jersey, they've they've managed to work with the local Democratic Party and, and get new laws written, providing overseas voters with the right to vote at all levels of the ballot. And that's something that we'd really like to pursue in in Wisconsin as well. And I'm sure that that's something that would end up having to be decided decided in the courts. Right. Because of what I said before about the governor being a Democrat and the legislature being so heavily Republican. Right. Right. Okay. Well, tell us about Judge Janet. What is your last name? Was Proto? Proto Saywitz. Proto Saywitz. So, what? <laughs> yes. uh, who is she? Introduce us to her. 
Well, Judge Protasewicz went to UW-Matt, Milwaukee for her bachelor's degree, and she got her law degree at Marquette University. And then she served as a prosecutor, and she's been a lifelong advocate for victims of crime. Mm -hmm. She's been working in the law for more than 35 years. Mm -hmm. So she's very experienced. Very experienced. She's been endorsed by... Senator Baldwin. She's been endorsed by several representatives, by former state Supreme Court Justice Louis Butler. She's been um, endorsed by the mayor of Chicago. Yes, the UAW, several labor labor groups, uh, the Daily Cost, the several women's rights groups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's also endorsed by the Teamsters Union. Emily's List, NARA, the Pro-Choice America Foundation, mm-hmm. Human Rights Campaign. Mm-hmm. So she's got some really, really good endorsements. Good endorsements, yeah. Yes. So we've talked a bit about the implications for Wisconsin, but I've seen press suggesting that, once again, the fate of democracy rides on this election. Is that something that you're hearing? And Well, again, those gerrymandered maps could really come into play in the 2024 presidential election. Mm -hmm. And there's also the problem of the electoral college. Uh, In (laughs) in 2020, Dan Kelly, who is the conservative who is running for Supreme Court, was actually advising the, quote, alternative slate of electors that Mm -hmm. were put together by the Republican Party in in Wisconsin. So we know how he would feel about the electoral college results in our state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's 10 votes right there, which in a very close presidential election year yes, could be enough to change the outcome. Oh, yeah. So Annie, this is one of the first efforts that's focused on a specific t- state since the midterms. State teams is a new strategy for DA. So can you tell me a little about how you're finding that approach to reaching our members? Yeah, the state teams is a really useful way for us to help people to vote from abroad. Because, as you probably know, the elections are administered at the state level. And that means that there's basically 50 different rule books. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, Good way to you know, as a, yeah, as a local volunteer, I can tell you, because I'm the chapter secretary in Barcelona, it's very hard to help people and give them the right information. When you have people coming in with questions from so many different states with so many different rules about, you know, how you request the ballot, how you return the ballot, it doesn't need a witness. Do you have to send it back by email? Do you have to send it back by postal mail? Can you put more than one ballot in the envelope or not? You know, it's, it becomes so complex. And so the idea of having state teams who are a group of volunteers who are specialized in the information in that particular state was just, I mean, it was a really logical approach. Yes. Yeah. And the end who can answer questions like, what do you say when it asks you, do you intend to return? Is your return right. uncertain? Yeah. And, and are there implications? The implications, as we know, can be different from one right. state to the next. Yeah. And in the state of Wisconsin, actually, it's also really helpful because, for instance, right before the 2020 election, and I'm like right before, 
the legis the leg legislature decided that they were not going to allow what they called ballot harvesting. And what they considered ballot harvesting was anybody returning a ballot on behalf of somebody else. Mm -hmm. This meant that for voters in state, for instance, if you had a disabled voter, their spouse could not return their ballot to the local clerk on their behalf. Oh, no. That disabled person had to somehow get into the clerk's office and to hand the ballot over personally. Right. Wow. What that meant for those of us overseas was that, for instance, my son and I, who both vote from the same house in Spain and send our ballots back to the same clerk in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, we couldn't put those ballots together in the same envelope and send them back in one FedEx envelope. We would have to send two FedEx envelopes <laughs> to return two ballots. Wow. Okay. These are the kind of things that if we didn't have state teams, we would not have even picked up on that last minute change. Wow. So, yeah, which meant that a lot of votes would have otherwise been disqualified in a very close election. Sure, because you oh, could have yeah. four, four people voting in the same household economizing on one FedEx envelope. Which is not, you know, I mean, that's basically sort of a poll tax that we as overseas voters are paying. Exactly. By having wow. to pay money to return our, our ballots. Wow. Yeah. So, so how do DA members who vote out of Wisconsin with questions get hold of you? They can send an email to wi at democratsabroad.org. That's the best way. Okay. <laughs> Rachel, we just got another <laughs> visitor on our podcast. We did. Liz Blackburn, who um, on, uh, seems to have been caught by the change of daylight savings. Um, my fault. Liz, welcome. It's very nice to have you here. Thank you. I'm calling from the future, so it's always a little bit uh, fun and interesting where we are. That's right. I think we're now we're now 12 hours ahead, previously 13, but we're still, you know, <laughs> we may as well be coneheads over here. It's it's quite a different universe, but uh, but you know, thanks for having me. It's it's really you know, I adore that all three regions of Democrats abroad are are represented on this call today. How neat is that? That's oh, fabulous. Good. And because we've kept our listeners in some suspense, tell us where you are. Absolutely. So my name is Liz Blackburn. I'm calling in from Shanghai, China. And uh, I'm a Wisconsin voter intending to return, and I vote in <laughs> District 1. <laughs> yeah, you do have to say that. I'm sure Annie went over that already, <laughs> yeah. but yes, uh, yes, it's something we're working that. on. And, and you've, had, you've had our voter protection team, you've had our GOTV team, you had someone from the New Jersey State team talk to you about this intent to return. Two which people, is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two episodes and, on New Jersey. Uh, and they're eager to, to start working on, with other states on that as well. That's our next goal. As soon as we wrap up this April 4th election, we are game on, all systems go, working with the New Jersey team, figuring out how we can move in Wisconsin and uh, make sure that everybody has the right to vote, no matter, you know, how, when they return. Wonderful. Things like that. Mm -hmm. I'll have one more question for you. And then I think we might invite you to give us your introduction, which was meant to be the top of the episode, but <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> I'll end with it. Um, what brought you to Shanghai and, and what has kept you there? Absolutely. You know, my love for uh, for travel and new crazy adventures brought me to China in the first place. And I absolutely love it because the people are so wonderful. And it turns out they're so wonderful because there's a couple of Wisconsin 
Samsonites in every corner. Just like there are. <laughs> just like there are in Spain, just like there are in Canada. And sometimes um, it used to be, I, I first moved here for years in 2008, and I used to always say, uh, I, when they didn't know Wisconsin, I'd say I was from Chicago because everybody knew Michael Jordan and all the sponsibles. Oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And then around 2015, 2016, when I moved back, I used to say, oh, I'm from Little Canada, eh? And people would just <laughs> die. They would love that because it'd make a lot more sense geographically. Right. And, and Michael Jordan still, still plays very well, too. But most people have visited the Midwest, so, so that was kind of always fun. And okay. then I get to, and then I got the nickname Wisconsin from, from uh, a coworker and a friend. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. That is hilarious. <laughs> Because apparently, not only do I find a lot of Wisconsinites, I talk about Wisconsin a lot. But in, in Chinese and Wisconsin, we have a lot in common. We both have a love for green beans, which, you know, Wisconsin's number one, number two producer in, in America. Ginseng, oh, it's hugely yes. popular over here. So I bring that made in Wisconsin as a gift every time I visit. And uh, ice cream, <laughs> even in the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. Oh, you betcha. We're uh -huh. eating. Uh, <laughs> you betcha. You we betcha. do that in Canada, too. Yeah. And whenever it's, I'm in Wisconsin, exactly. it's, it's about, all about the cheese and the beer. Both are excellent yep. in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's exactly. It's a great state with that small town feel. So you know our cheese and you love our beer. Yep. And obviously, you fear the deer. Am I right? <laughs> no kidding. Well, you're talking to people who are warned about driving around moose, but <laughs> oh, I'm that's hysterical. I'm talking basketball because <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks are dominating the conversation after winning uh, an NBA title. Even in China, you can now buy an NBA jersey in the stores that says Milwaukee Bucks, a t-shirt that oh, says wow. Fear the Deer. And even in the fake market, they've got the best <laughs> in NBA things you could ever see in your life. Oh, oh, we love it. So now I can say I'm from Milwaukee and people, and people here know, know where awesome. it is. But it's you great. You do have to be careful driving near deer, right? I mean, I know that you too. To school in Vermont, and now the entire podcast universe knows that I know zero about sports, so I'm okay with it. You know, that's, you fear the deer for the right reasons. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Thank you. All right. And you, you were ready to start. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah, just to take it back to that small town feel um, and, and reconnect everyone. So my great-grandfather was another Liz Blackburn, and he attended what was then Lawrence College. And later on, Lawrence hosted many other even more amazing Wisconsinites, uh, like former Democrat Lieutenant Governor Barbara Lawton, and then our very own Wisconsin Abroad Chair Annie Girl. <laughs> and uh, who went to we've school with Barbara Lawton? Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so amazing. And and we have a few other um, Lawrence University alumni in our midst, uh, equally impressive, taking charge in our get out the vote initiative. So so Democrats abroad and our work for vote from abroad has really connected Scotties from from coast to coast, every corner of our beautiful state 
uh, is represented in our organization, which is pretty neat. So one way or another, you are also connected to a Wisconsinite. <laughs> so the ask, it's true. It's, it's We're everywhere. Greater chance than Kevin Bacon. My sister um, lives Hopefully in- we can get him on soon. So My check in your country committee. Ask around your chapter. Look through your college friend list on Facebook. Check in your alumni chapters and reach out to your study abroad coordinator back home. And heck, call your mom. Because moms know. <laughs> they do. They know it all. And uh, they'll know Wisconsinite for sure. Somebody so through somebody through somebody's <laughs> uncle. And uh, so and the thing is, as Annie said, this election cycle is really different. It's very short. The results have a huge, mighty impact on every single citizen wherever they reside. So our ask is that you help inform and excite our base. Uh, it's just all hands on deck with that registration and ballot drop this week. And um, I uh, we hit you with the hard stuff, I think, earlier. Why Wisconsinites must vote. Um, everything you need to vote successfully, even that FWAB, perhaps. Yep. FWAB, I don't know. How do you say that in Canada? We say FWAB, but you get all uh, different FWAB. pronunciations, yes. Yeah. Interesting. And you mentioned, and, uh, oh, go, sorry, you were in the middle of a sentence. Please. No, 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 please, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you mentioned study abroad coordinators. Do you have special advice for students living outside the country? Oh, students.votefromabroad.org. We're on Twitter. We're on Insta. We are everywhere. You're studying abroad. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. We want to hear about your study abroad experience and all the travels and all the languages but most importantly, all the ways in which you vote. Because mm-hmm. every state's a little bit different. But if you're voting from Wisconsin, we are here to help you. It's not easy. It's homework. It's hard. <laughs> you know, More today, homework. it's it's almost 4 a.m. in China on March 14th. Ballots are dropping. Tomorrow, Wednesday, March 15th, is the cutoff for registration, I believe. And so, so we got to hit every study abroad student right now it's game time you're you're in the deadline zone pull an all-nighter if you have to i promise it won't actually take that long mm-hmm. you go to students.votefromabroad.org five minutes or less you're registered that FWAB with our guide maybe five maybe ten minutes more just depends on if you're a visual learner if you prefer to read it no i'm just kidding we have both <laughs> on our website and that's uh, democratsabroad.org slash w or yeah slash wi dash usa you can find every single thing you need and uh and again we want to hear from our student population we have tons of universities in wisconsin through the uw system through lawrence through other private colleges, Marquette, and Marquette. you want to know mm-hmm. where they are, what they're doing, Carol, everywhere. And uh, and I think one of our goals is to kind of map it all out, make a cool map of like, I voted here, oh, and nice. I'm from here, yeah. <laughs> right? Nice. Wouldn't yes. that be neat? Yes, yes. <laughs> and we know these students all intend to return, so they can all vote. <laughs> Right? They're here over... Yeah. Well, they're only here for a semester abroad or a year abroad. Right. Right, right. right. Or an entire degree abroad. Or a degree. Right. Absolutely. 
And then we hope they eventually return abroad too, so they can continue the work of our great org. But first things first. (laughs) (laughs) Some do. Some do. We've got to vote Wisconsin. And and the thing about students is they're in that right age where every single thing that happens at the Supreme Court is going to have a deep and meaningful impact in their lives. That's true. Whether they're female or not, whether they care about the environment and want to eat healthy, uh, PIFA-free food and fish in PIFA-free water, whether they want to Marijuana legalization. There we go. That's an issue that's going to come up. I think that's all ages. Yep. <laughs> We're a CWD oil state right now, I believe. So ah. I think everybody's, uh, everybody's tired of going across the border for everything they need from health care to uh, to medicinal or recreational marijuana use. <laughs> Gotta we, go to Minnesota. Sure, yeah, in Illinois. We'd <laughs> sure Michigan. like to uh, Canada. keep people in We're surrounded. Area. We're surrounded by liberal states, but um, we have this, this gerrymandered map problem. Right. Right. So everyone get out, vote now. Vote for the liberal candidate. Let's get rid of the gerrymandering. Go to which. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> And I don't know if Danny said it. We're we're walking on J Street. We're voting for Jody in District Eight. We're voting for Janet Protasewicz for Supreme Court. We've got to make sure books aren't banned. We've got to make phone calls, uh, call our moms, call our universities abroad or at home, and say, "Hey, we need to get you know." Scani's turned up to turn out to this primary. It's got to happen this week. Right. So thanks for having It's got to happen in the next two days. (laughs) Annie, Liz, thank you so much for There's the alarm. As my mother-in-law used to say, another country heard from. (laughs) 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 That's wonderful. And I think we'll leave it there. I'm Rachel Oyster with David Schellenberg in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for listening to Democrats Abroad, the Blue Vote Cafe.